We're getting closer and closer to the Culture Proof Conference 2024, and we could not be more excited. Yes, it's a great time for the whole family, a great time of ministry. Mothers, fathers, uncles, aunts, grandparents, <laughs> everybody, the kids. We have uh, something for them as well. Of course, we have the Culture Proof Kids, Culture Proof Teens. It's going to be led by Maria Hamilton, the third, the third. <laughs> and also Mark and Amy Warren. And so, That's right. man, the kids are going to be equipped, and you can have some great discussions discussion and conversation with them as you head back home. We are so excited. This year's conference is hosted by Faith Baptist Church in Bartlett, Tennessee. When registration opens, you will be among the first to know. If you go to cultureproof.net, make sure you join our email list because we are going to blast out open registration to that list first. So go to cultureproof.net. Make sure that you stay connected. We're super excited about our guests who are all joining to talk about one thing, Mm. resistance the cultural trends that rival the truth. We're going to be talking about the ways that we can remain culture-proof from Mm -hmm. scientific apologetics, biblical apologetics, cultural apologetics. How do we live in this world as faithful followers of Christ? We're going to target every age group, so make sure you show up and bring your entire family. Yes, we're going to have a great lineup of speakers, which you'll be able to view their bios on the website, cultureproof.net. Once you go on, Abraham Hamilton III, Miki Addison, we're going to have Dr. Jason Lyle, Dr. Kathy Cook, and others. It's going Dr. To be great. Renton Rathbun, Dr. Lee Brand. We are super excited. Dr. Turin Dames. Mm-hmm. I feel like by next conference, I'm going to also have my doctorate just because <laughs> it kind of flows. Anyway, hey. we're super excited about what the Lord is doing, and we want you to join us. The Culture Proof Conference happening July 18th through the 20th at Faith Baptist Church in Bartlett, Tennessee. Stay connected because more information about that is rolling out just around the corner. You're going to find that at cultureproof.net, cultureproof.net. Make sure you join the email list. We can't wait. Culture Proof is brought to you by BJU Press Homeschool. If you've come to homeschooling or you're thinking of homeschooling to preserve a solid biblical worldview in your children, you should consider the curriculum we trust to help with biblical worldview formation. BJU Press Homeschool is here for you and with you as you center Christ in the education of your kids. Visit our friends today at BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com, the premier sponsor of the Culture Proof podcast. Thanks for listening to Culture Proof. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And we were talking the other day about um, churches that, in some regards, um, function as nightclubs that happen yeah. during the day. I mean, and, you know, not trying to be snarky about that, but just trying to acknowledge that there are many gatherings um, in this country, especially that, you know, there's the name of a church right. and there's the structure that looks like what it looks like when people gather mm-hmm. under the banner of Christ, but Christ is not known there. 
Christ yeah. is not exalted there. Yeah. And what Christ desires for his bride is not exalted there either. Um, mm. That's not the desire of the leadership of the church in many instances. And so when we say that, we say that with great sobriety and and also with the desire that it would awaken and stir the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, well, the great, I'm thinking back um, to a few months ago when we were talking about knowing what to look for in a church, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think the podcast episode was, you know, do your kids know how to pick a church, yeah. right? Yeah. Do we know how to pick a church? Right. Then by extension, our kids would know right. how to pick a church. But I'm going to ask a question that's a little bit different, um, maybe even seems a little bit counterintuitive. Um, do we know how to leave a church? Mm. That is to say, do we know when to leave a church and what that would even look like? And I'll just be honest with you. The reason I'm asking this question is because there's a lot of foolishness that is happening Um in churches all yeah. across this country. Yeah. And it's, well, I don't know that it's easy for us to say, well, these people have gathered for themselves what their itching ears want to hear. That may not be easy to say, but that's the reality yeah. that they have gathered unto themselves mm-hmm. what their itching ears want to hear. But there is an additional reality that there are some people who maybe know that something is not right mm-hmm. and have a growing sense that something is wrong. But maybe they were taught not to church hop. Maybe they were told you need to stay there. You know, you need to be faithful. You need to commit. Um, What do we know about when it's time to leave a church? Yeah, I would say that there is something to uh, being committed to a local fellowship that uh, we should not uh, be uh, like bouncing around Hmm. here and there. And And it seems like those type of things happen when there is, you know, an offense, like somebody did something. Uh, and maybe that wasn't the proper way of like talking about it and getting understanding. I'm just going to leave, you mm-hmm. know. And so that uh, shouldn't be our mindset. But I think there are times when it's like, man, if you endure, you know, a place and, and it seems like things have, have not changed. Maybe you've talked to leadership. Maybe you brought up what you uh, uh feel like is wrong maybe biblically speaking what's going on mm-hmm. if the teaching is you know not in line with the word of god mm-hmm. then i think it is time to make that hard decision to leave it's not a, a easy thing that you do because uh typically what happens when you are part of a church you build relationships and so when you're leaving you know you're leaving like a part of the family you know and so it's not an easy thing to do um but i think in some I- uh, instances it, it is necessary mm-hmm. you know when there is error going on or maybe there's some things happening that's not appropriate and and it's been addressed and it just seems like there's no uh church discipline or anything like yeah. that then what do you do i yeah. think i think there is a cause for like for leaving you know i was thinking about um especially in light of what we were talking about the other day looking at just you know <laughs> man, what are we calling a church today? And, mm. you know, some of it's really overt, like what you saw at William Murphy's church, um, where they were just, oh man, it was just revelry and just a blatant disrespect for the holiness of God. I mean, right. I, you know, I don't know, you often say like with a high hand, like just, right. you know, right. um, rejoicing in their sin and their rebellion. There may be other churches where the rebellion is not as overt as that, you mm. know, maybe it's just these little um, small jogs away Mm. from absolute authority um, in the word of God or, you know, that the 
Bible would be adhered to as it's ultimately and finally authoritative. Um, maybe there are uh, practices of sin mm. that are normalized in the church and the leadership, those who are tasked with the responsibility of addressing that immorality refuse to address it. And, yeah. and it's obvious, you know, those are the types of things that I think for many faithful Christians, those who are genuine, like really love the Lord, it becomes one of those questions like, man, do we, do we leave? Do we mm. stick it out? Mm. You know? And I was thinking about this because in um, the apostle Paul's letter to Timothy, mm -hmm. he gives instruction for ministers, even not only how ministers are to behave, but also those that we should be warned about, like mm. those that we should watch for. And as he's going through these principles and and talking about, um, you know, teaching Timothy how the minister, how the leader in the Lord's church ought to behave, ought to govern himself. In verse three, he says, if anyone advocates a different doctrine and does not agree with sound words, those of our Lord Jesus Christ, and with the doctrine conforming to godliness, he is conceited and understands nothing, but he has a morbid interest in controversial questions and disputes about words out of which arise envy, strife, abusive language, evil suspicions, and constant friction between men of depraved mind and deprived of the truth mm. who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. Yeah. And I was thinking about what we see in churches today. So much of that seems to be um, the outflow of a departure from God's word, maybe mm -hmm. in those... Um, and I don't, I, you know, I say small jogs. I don't think that there are small jogs away from God's word. Either you move away from it or you stick to it. But I think by comparison, when we see these overt, rebellious, high-handed acts mm -hmm. of rebellion um, perpetrated in the Lord's church uh, or among the Lord's people, then you have maybe those subtle kind of moves mm -hmm. away yeah. from the authority of scripture. Well, you know, maybe it's all right for this, or maybe right. this is, you know, right. um, there's a different way that you right. can look at this. Right. I think those things become really difficult, but it is a departure from truth that then gives way to the arguments that happen afterwards within yeah. the church, the splits and the factions and the divisions. So for a person who's watching that, a person who is observing that happen in church, and it becomes clear, you know, man, we got to get out of here. Yeah. What does that look like? How does that happen? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's very difficult. Like, I think you get a, a church or a person gets uh, away from God or further away from, from God by small compromises along mm, the way. Yeah. And before you know it, you know, they used to call it what, a slow fade. Like, it's yeah, like, man, yeah. before you know it, it's like, wow, how am I over here? You know, but I think it's difficult. Um even uh, when those when things happen and you know things are not right, to leave mm -hmm. a church. And it should be a difficult thing, yeah. I believe. If it was just like, oh, well, I'm not worried about it, I'm just going to leave, then I would question the commitment level for being there in the first place or if God you know, actually called you to be there. So you you're know? saying it's a good thing that it should be difficult yes. to leave. Okay, okay. Because it's it's supposed to be, like we're, we're joining with a local fellowship, mm -hmm. it's the body of Christ. You know, you, you're supposed to be developing friendships and relationships there there should be some things happening where you're getting to know people you know now some churches you don't have that you don't even know the person next to you I'm, but the way that it's supposed to be I, I believe that there's there should be relationship being built and so you're talking about leaving a place and, and I guess it can depend on how long you've been there as yeah. well you're talking about leaving a place that has to be difficult because yeah. these not that these relationships have to end but this you know I guess it depends on the situation and why 
uh, you're leaving, they, yeah. it could be very hard. It yeah. could be very hard. And I think, man, and tell me what you think about this. I, I almost get the sense when I look at the scriptures that the reasons that we would maybe defend or justify um, a decision to leave a local mm-hmm. assembly would be, number one, we can clearly mark according to the scriptures that there has been a departure from truth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Maybe there's been an unwillingness to work the Bible, even if that, you know, involves relationships, interpersonal relationships, you've tried to apply the scriptures and that's been rejected. Um, Do you think, and and I'm kind of moving away from where Mm -hmm. I initially wanted to go, but I just had a thought here. Do you think that a disagreement among the sheep Mm -hmm. would warrant leaving a church um, you know, maybe more slowly or slower than if it were like a disagreement with the shepherd, like the person who is overseeing the Lord's mm. church. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast and you are enjoying what you hear, please remember to give it a rating or to leave a comment. Let people know that this podcast is a blessing to you. It helps to grow Culture Proof and we would be so grateful. Also, if you love Culture Proof and you want to support the ministry, why not pick up some merch and look good while you support the ministry of Culture Proof? Check out every podcast. You'll find a link in the description to where you can get your Culture Proof merch and support this ministry we appreciate it yeah or is it the same thing man i think it's different um man i think if it's the the person that's overseeing then that may that may warrant a a quicker like release like you know depending on if there's i i think it's quicker but it doesn't have to be every time and i was thinking about we talking about relationships with individuals Mm -hmm. with different people and also like with you know, elders and stuff like that. It, it, I think, okay, so have we really uh, taken the word and said, I've done this? So in Colossians chapter three, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think it's, yeah, starting at like verse 12, it says, So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with <laughs> one another and forgiving each other. Uh, whoever has a complaint against anyone. I think far too often it's like, man, they hurt my feelings. I'm gone. Mm. You know, church hurt. You know, and I'm not oh saying some goodness. of that stuff yeah. is not true of uh, what's happening, that there's some r- real hurt that could be there. But I think we have a way of dealing with that. And when we don't uh, apply the word of God, we we are quick quicker to like leave a place, mm-hmm. whether that's with the pastor or with people within the church. Mm-hmm. But the Bible clearly uh, states here how we should uh, dwell with one another, you know, bearing with one another, bearing with one another. Man. So that that means, you know, you're, you're long suffering. You're like, man, I'm not just going to jump ship because something didn't go my way or, you know, I, my feelings got hurt. Mm-hmm. But we should we should bear with one another. And I think if we... If we know that we've practiced this and and uh, uh, sought out the word of God and try to do this and it still is really like chaotic, mm-hmm. then I think, man, maybe that may, maybe, you know, it may be time to leave, yeah. you know, but the scriptures are clear, bearing one with one another, forgiving each other, mm-hmm. whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you. Wow. You yeah. Know, so that's My a high goodness. standard. Yeah. <laughs> so also should you. And beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. And, and man, it's 
we can't just like leave just because you know our feelings got hurt. Yeah, that should be a, a, a you know a desire to talk about it. Man, can we bring in some leadership? This has happened, mm-hmm. but first of all, have we gone to the person? Matthew eighteen. Right. Have yeah. we gone to the person? Have we tried to reconcile? If it didn't work out, there's that's a process. Yeah. And I don't know if we go through the, the process before we leave. I don't know if that's typically what happens. Yeah. Okay. So that's interpersonal relationships, I would say, among the sheep, for lack of a better way to describe right. that. We want to bear with one another. We don't want to just run away from conflict. We don't want to just run away from friction. We want to take the opportunities that are afforded us to exercise the word of God. Like, I mean, we have guidelines for how we are to to operate. Yeah. Um, but then let's go back to false teaching. Let's go back yeah. to heresy. Let's go back to you've got someone preaching from the pulpit, yeah. you know, um, what is clearly false doctrine. It's yeah. not even one of those what might be tertiary issues um, that's not foundational to the faith, mm-hmm. um, but they are clearly teaching false doctrine and people are being taken by this like you see people you know starting to teach it to other people and it's really spreading and you begin to feel like the odd man out you and your family you're Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. am i the only one who knows (laughs) that this is not wrong that this is inconsistent with what god's word teaches so where do you go from there how do you begin the process i think uh, when it's dealing with leadership, you go to the leadership and you try to talk with them. Like it's sad that you know you can be in some churches where you can you you really can't talk with the leadership. Mm. It's like so big or so you know to where it's hard to get a meeting. But um, I think you should try to get a meeting with the leadership and 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 share you know what you're feeling and bring in the scriptures and Amen. say you know man I, I hear you saying this but the bible says this i'm trying to figure out you know um how how that's working like what what are you, what what's going on here and if there's a doubling down like this is what i believe and you know even as it concerns you know seeing the scripture and and it's right there and and, and it's clear mm-hmm. if there's a just a doubling down on that I think you have to consider well maybe this is not the place for me yeah and my yeah. family you know yeah and if that and if that becomes the case which you know if it continues on that way and there's there's no course of action there's no willingness to reason over the scriptures um looking at God's word and saying okay is this being taught is this not being taught then it's time to leave I would say this and this is so important that you you need to leave quietly. Yes. It, there, there, there does not need to be this, you know, well, I'm right. going to tell everybody and right. let everybody know, don't you guys? Now, I can hear someone saying right now when I say that, well, but don't you think I need to warn people? Mm. Don't you think mm. I need to warn people? Yes, you mm-hmm. do. But what you don't want to do is be divisive and cause right. factions, right? right? So like, and there's a way to do that. And here's the thing, and this is what I trust um, the Lord knows the heart of the individual right. who's operating. Right. And a lot of times if a person is really bitter about it, they want to leave, you know, loud <laughs> with the plane going down. Blazing, My goodness. You know, uh, and that's not the right heart. No. You know, um, but there is a way to do it. And there's a way to do it quietly. And there's a way to, to when people even come and ask you, you know, you can still you, you don't have to put people in a bad light. You that's can be right. like. Hey, you know, there's some things that we didn't agree on and, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to even get into all the details. Now, we're not saying that we just want to leave people in error. No. Right. You know, at the same time, no, we should we should not want people to stay in error. But I I think it is 
it's uh, it's not right or it's not good to be in a position like that and just really try to cause division and say like, well, I'm I'm leaving, I'm taking people with me. Yeah, you know that yeah. type of heart is, is not right. Yeah, and if there is a heart of compassion, it will be known to the hearer, right? Yeah. So to the person who comes to you and says. Hey, you know, it's been a few Sundays or, you know, you guys haven't been coming around. Are you guys leaving the fellowship? Then I think with that question raised, mm -hmm. then that is an opportunity to say, yes, you know, yeah. our conviction is that this is no longer where the Lord wants us to be. Now, you correct me if I'm wrong on this. If you are pressed and the question is raised, mm -hmm. Is there something I need to know? Why are you guys leaving? Yeah. Is there a moral issue? Is there something that, you know, is biblically unsound that I need to be aware of? Mm -hmm. Well, I think that you would carefully be able to communicate that doing the same thing that you attempted to do with the leadership yeah. is show in scripture yes. why you felt compelled to leave. Yeah, not in a, in a divisive way, but you can simply explain from the scripture, yeah. you know, why the the reasons mm -hmm. you know and I don't, I don't think that's that's bad if they if they really like you know i think it's an opportunity really to share you know of uh, the truth of god's word and something that you you see that man is just off you know and it's not that your your mindset is to like bring people away from right you know but man if they if they see that and they're like man you know i kind of felt that way too i just yeah. never said anything or you know it's not you trying to like cause a church split right but if someone asks you and they want to really genuinely know why you're leaving i think you can tell them yeah from the scripture have the bible with you especially Show them the when scriptures. there's error and yes. it's not just personality conflict exactly. or something like that but I, yeah i think a lot of times it's like personality type stuff right that, you know that the reason why people leave i think feelings get hurt somebody didn't do this for me or mm -hmm. look this way at me or whatever <laughs> and then it's like i'm out it's you know a, and you know it's interesting too because it, it's personality conflict that people feel so strongly about that they believe that it's heresy <laughs> right they they right. have been so deeply offended and so deeply wounded that there there is the belief that this has gone this is unbiblical right like right. and yes it may be unbiblical in the way that it was handled but if there is not actual heresy if there's not actual unbiblical teaching then you can't make those two things synonymous you have mm. to be honest you have to make sure that you show the distinction between those two things i'm going to throw something out at you that is really difficult okay to get your take i might have on one it. for you too oh really oh, okay well i'm it glad i'm throwing mine thing. out Let's first see. okay all right here we go this is this is gonna be funny to see if it is the same thing um what about a husband and wife at a church mm. and the wife feels like it's time to go Mm. It is time to mm. go. I've had enough. I, you know, I don't like what's being taught here. I don't like the way, you know, I'm going to just throw this out. Modesty is being taught. I don't mm. like, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And the husband is like, I'm good. Mm -hmm. We're, we're going to stay. Mm. And the wife is like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. And the husband is like, no, I believe God's called us here. Mm -hmm. And I believe that there's a work for us to do here. Mm -hmm. And until we complete that work, we are not released from it. Yeah. Um, what happens after that? The wife just goes, continue, continues to go, mm. sitting in a huff. <laughs> I hope I'm just not. kidding. I no, hope that's not, not, no, that's not right. <laughs> but I, I do think the wife needs to um, stay and you submit know, to her husband. Submit to her husband. That's so hard to say, you but know, that's that's Bible. 
I, I think she has to follow the leading and direction of her husband and, and trust that he's hearing from God mm-hmm. and that when the time comes, if they are supposed to lead, that they will. I think she needs to be praying. If, yeah. if it's really egregious to her, like she, she has to pray for her husband, pray for her, herself, mm-hmm. you know, that she would have the right attitude as she continues to go and to serve and, you know, and things like that. But I think definitely she needs to say, okay, well, I trust you. Yeah. You know, and I know you see what I see. And if God is not moving us on, then we stay. I think it's like, oh, it's almost like any other thing. If God is not moving you on, like if it's a job situation or if it's, you know, like I think you 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 stay until the Lord moves. Yeah. You know, and so I think the, the wife has to um, submit to the husband and and. and and really uh, show that she trusts his leadership. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's interesting to me that a lot of the opportunities that we have as um, married couples you know, to grow mm-hmm. and to 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 become um, conformed to the image and likeness of Christ. I, I think we don't want those opportunities, <laughs> honestly. Like, yeah. I think this is one of those moments it where it cuts against <laughs> our flesh. Right. And and so we're like, no, I, I can't believe you don't see it. Right. Yeah. Rather than like what you just said, undertaking to pray and mm-hmm. to say, okay, Lord, if this is really you, if it, if it really is time for us to go, mm-hmm. would you reveal that to my husband? Would mm-hmm. you make that plain to him? Would you make that obvious? Right. You and I, in different circumstances have had these opportunities, right? Mm -hmm. Like there have been times where you've had a strong sense of something needing to be done, Mm -hmm. but I didn't have that sense. And, and in prayer, the Lord's will was done. The Lord opens eyes, the Lord softens heart and then, and vice versa, right? Where I felt like we should do something. You didn't really feel that, or you didn't really see what I saw. And Mm -hmm. I just prayed like, Lord, if this is really you, like, I think sometimes we don't want to trust the Lord Mm. because we just want our way. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So like if the Lord is really wow. leading, if the Lord is really speaking and convicting your heart that, man, this is, this is not right. Something is off here. Then that same Holy spirit indwells your husband. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the same Holy spirit who is convicting you and sharpening your discernment can do that for your husband when you pray. Yeah. However, we don't often get to the prayer because we just want what we want. Yeah. And and unfortunately, and I've seen this in far too many wives, there is the inclination to start the manipulation process. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're 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 gonna get what we want, right? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's not what we do. Like, mm-hmm. we don't get what we want. We want what the Lord wants. Amen. And if the Lord wants it, then we must trust that He will lead in that way. And so, Amen. anyway, I just I know that that can be a thing. I, yeah, we've that had, can be tough. You know, we have not. Um, I can think of in our married lives, mm-hmm. um, leaving two churches. Mm-hmm. And it, both times, it was not something that was just like, you know, the the first time we left a church ever as a married couple, mm-hmm. um, I remember you having two meetings with the pastor mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. discussing false teaching mm-hmm. that was coming from the pulpit. And I remember being really nervous about that because as much as I'm, you know, meeky, right? <laughs> I don't like those kinds of situations. Like yeah. they, I don't, yeah. I don't know a lot of people who enjoy them, but I really yeah. don't like them. I think people might be surprised to know that about me. I believe that if something has to be confronted, mm-hmm. it must be confronted, but I'm always sobered mm. by the reality that it has to happen. Mm-hmm. And you are also sobered by yeah. it, but you're much quicker to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, I, even growing up, there was a time I saw my, my dad, you know, take us out of a particular church you know, because he felt like 
uh, we were not growing, mm. you know, uh, that was hard for him to do because he had grown up in that church himself. Wow. Yeah. And so, and he was a leader in the church, you know? So the thing is, uh, I, I saw my dad do that mm-hmm. and it was for the right reasons. It was, it was for the reasons that he was, uh, desiring that his family would continue to grow in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And by making that move, that was one of the best things that he did for us, you know? And so it wasn't easy you know, but it was necessary. And so I, for the husband, man, you know, you have to, if, if God is, 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 uh, put it on your heart to stay, you know, for whatever reason, or if he's saying, okay, you got to get up, you got to leave, you know, you got to follow him. And, you know, the wives have to trust their husband's leadership in yeah. this. And that's not always easy. I know, you know, but, uh, you will benefit by trusting his leadership and, and husband just make sure that you are tuned into God, that yeah. you're praying, that you're actively seeking that's his good. will, that's you good. know, and not just kind of like, uh, just coasting or whatever, but that you really just des- are desiring to know what God wants you to do. But my, my question for you oh, okay. was, um, so are there circumstances when you know that there is error in a church, you know, but you feel like God is telling you to stay there? Like, like do, uh, or if you know it, are you supposed to automatically leave? Or do you think there could be situations <laughs> where it's like, no, I'm supposed to stay here. Cause I've heard people say, well, I haven't been released to leave, you know? And I'm like, man, but this, by whom? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. th- is that a legitimate, you know, thing or, um, you know, I, re- I remember I had a friend and, and this is, I, 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 man, I got to tell you, I usually like to respond to questions by leading with scripture. Um, I don't have one here for that. Right. Like that, you know, there's unbiblical teaching and, but you feel like you're, cause what you're describing is that someone would suggest, and this is the, the, um, anecdote that I'm about mm. to refer to. I had a friend in college who was attending a church that um, now this was not, and so maybe this illustration is not exactly the same thing, um, but at the risk, it was a church where the church was kind of aging out and there were not young believers there. Mm. And so there, you know, and it was just sort of like, um, I don't know. And I hate to describe it this way, but the only way I can think of to describe it is what I've heard before. It was like a dying church, mm. like a church where there there was not the quote unquote next generation. Yeah. And um my friend, obviously in college, um, we he was the next generation, if mm. you will, and mm. he was like one of the only few. Mm. And I remember him saying he felt like the Lord had um, called him to be a part of this church, um, almost like a missionary to kind of like infuse, if you will, like life in the church, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I remember I'd never heard anything like that before right. because obviously as a young college kid, you know, I'm like, you don't have any friends at that church. Like you don't <laughs> right. have any friends, you know, but he felt like the Lord wanted him to be there. And mm. so, um, he was committed to that. And then he also shared with me a story of a man who, and, and I think this may have influenced him as well. I don't know, but he shared with me a story of a man who had had a similar calling to a church that, um, operated out of order, Mm. but he felt that the Lord wanted him to just go to the church and every time he was there, pray for eyes to be opened, pray for hearts to be turned back to God's word. And so he saw himself as a silent missionary to that church. Wow. Could the Lord do that? Does the Lord do that? Our God is in the heavens. He does what pleases him. That's right. Um, I do believe that the Lord can send people into darkness, even the darkness that we have normalized in America. 
Missionaries go to the foreign mission field and they go into darkness. Um, Do we have dark churches here that masquerade as places of light? Um, Yeah, we do. Do we have Mm. people who could be called to that, um, to witness and to Mm. minister in that setting? Yeah, we do. Um, So God may be calling some people at uh, William Murphy's church to be there and to... (laughs) Certainly it wasn't the ones down in the front dancing and just reveling as they were ringing in the new year. I don't know. What I I do know is this, though. What I do know is this, and I I will turn to the scriptures for this. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, we're so familiar with this passage. Um, this is NASB, but the spirit explicitly says that in latter times or in later times, some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons, doctrines of demons mm. by means of the hypocrisy of liars seared in their own conscience, as with a branding iron men who forbid marriage and advocate abstaining from food, which God has uh, created to be gratefully shared by those who believe and know the truth. So, what I do know is that we are in those later times and um, and people are turning away from the truth. Mm-hmm. I know that people are exchanging the authority of God's word for the opinions of man. That mm-hmm. I know that that is happening increasingly. I know that these churches where the authority of scripture has been exchanged for the opinion of man, um, the charisma of man, I know that these churches are quote unquote exploding in America. Right. They they are growing every week. They are right. setting up multiple campuses where they pipe in the pastor's sermon so that he can be in one location, but everybody feels like they go to this man's church because mm. the man is the figure. Like that is why they have gathered. It's not about Christ. It's not about being a part of the body united under truth. It is is not about that. It's about this one celebrity pastor, this one teacher that people marvel at that they want to sit under. I know that that's happening. My concern is that there are people who genuinely are looking for the truth, Mm. right? Maybe they've been invited by a friend and they can even make themselves feel comfortable for a season that this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, my, My desire is that the body of Christ, the true remnant of God, would be stirred. Right. Would say, what does God's word say on all issues that pertain to life and godliness? What what is it that the Lord is instructing us to do? How is it that the Lord is instructing us to live and then act accordingly? And if if that means that um, there's some off the rail teaching at a church, um, then you pray about if you should be there. Yeah. You know, you want to you want to do things decently and you want to do things in order. Yes. Um, you if you're a wife, you're submitting to your husband's leadership. If you're a husband, you're prayerfully considering what you ought to do for your family. I think you are better. And I praise God. You are better because your dad made the decision to take you out of a setting mm-hmm. that was saturated in religion. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you guys were not growing as a family. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, that was a great decision that he made, but I know it was hard mm. because he left family members at that church. Yeah. Like mother. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's, it's a tough thing, but he had his own family. Yeah. And he had to make sure that we were in the right place uh, where God was calling us to be. 
Uh, it, it, these things are definitely not easy, you know, and they shouldn't be. Again, if it's done right, it, if it's done in a way, if, you, if you're serving at a church where, you know, uh, it's not just I see you on Sunday, I see mm-hmm. you on Wednesday, and you really have relationship with people, you know, and there's comes a situation where you have to leave or, or you're thinking about leaving, that's, that's a hard thing, yes. you know, but we need to make sure that we apply the scriptures First, that we make sure that we've done all that we we could to maintain unity, you know, to do what Colossians says, that, that it's not just because my feelings are hurt and now I'm, I'm, I'm offended, you mm-hmm. know, but that we look at the scripture and say, man, hold on. We got to get this right. Yeah. I can't run away. Yeah. A, a brother or sister, you can't run away. Like, let's That's talk good. about this. Let's pray. And I think a lot of times that does not happen. And then you have splits or people leaving and things like and hopping around, yeah. you know, because they can't find anyone anywhere that satisfies what they desire to have or what they want in a church you know yeah. so oh this church don't have this or this man that's that's selfish yeah yeah you know? and i don't think that those are the reasons that anyone should lead with for why they have left a church right. you know i think you really need to be searching the scriptures you need to discern truth because of searching the scriptures and being sensitive to the holy spirit of god yeah. to know what is being taught where you are and i want to say one other thing as we come to the end of this episode i i think it's so important that we are comfortable with being a minority. Like when we leave somewhere or we point out that there is error, we need to recognize that the Bible makes the strong case for the reality that we're going to be alone in many of these instances. Mm. Now, I don't mean without the Lord, but many people are going to follow after the false doctrine. Many people are going to follow after the sensuality of what is being taught. So you can't like look around for like all of these cohorts that you're like, okay, guys, so next Sunday, my house, everybody, (laughs) you know, and you're starting a new congregation with like your first, like, you know, two, three members or whatever. I think what really needs to happen is that we need to recognize that, man, the Lord has called us to be faithful, but he's also given us an indication that there are a lot of people who are going to fall away. They're still going to be in the church, but they will have already fallen away. Um, Second Peter, I just want to read this before we wrap up. Second Peter uh, chapter two, I'm going to start at verse one. The Bible says, but false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will also be false teachers among you who will secretly introduce destructive heresies secretly introduced destructive heresies, even denying the master who brought them, I'm sorry, denying the master who bought them, Mm -hmm. bringing swift destruction upon themselves. Many, many will follow their sensuality. And because of them, the way of truth will be maligned. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. They will exploit you with false words. Their judgment from long ago is not idle and their destruction is not asleep. So when do you when do you leave a church and how do you leave a church? You leave a church when it's absolutely um like undeniable that mm. man, this church is off the rails. Yeah. Like there's there, this church has moved away from the authority of scripture. And you do that. How do you do that? With much prayer. Yeah. Knowing that the Lord wants to lead. Yeah. You don't you don't do it loudly. Come on. You don't form a coalition. You don't you don't want to create a faction. You don't want to divide. You don't want to hurt the body of Christ, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I think of the wisdom of God that that even when it comes to those who may be false converts or those who may even be false teachers, how, you know, we understand that the Lord allows for the wheat and the tares to grow up together. Mm-hmm. And he's going to separate them. Like so even in that, we see a care of the Lord to not 
harm the body of Christ, right. to not hurt right. the body of Christ. And so I think for us, man, all malice has to be removed from us if we're going to to leave a fellowship. You know, yeah. you don't you you don't want to start a gossip chain about why you're leaving, but by all means, you don't want to sit under false teachers. You yeah. don't you don't want to drink in that um that destruction. You yeah. don't. And and I think it's difficult. Um, it's easy for us, you know, mm -hmm. to point out a lot of what we see happening in churches. But I just you just imagine that there are people who are like, man, you know, I don't like what's going on in my church. How do I know what I'm supposed to do? I think yeah. we're supposed to be prayerful about that. Got to be prayerful. Got to be led by the, the spirit of God. And he will let you know when it when and if an, uh, a move needs to be made or anything like that. You got to follow his leading, you know, and not our own emotions dictating what we're doing. So Amen. stay prayerful. Amen. Well, that's it. When we resist those cultural trends that rival the truth, we remain culture proof. And until next time, Lord willing. God bless. Yeah.